Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I'm waiting, and we're pushing for a, a senator, a senator, I just promoted him, uh, Congressman Clyburn, and uh, give me a thumbs up. Okay, he's oh, he's right on time. Hey, 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 my leader, how are you, Congressman Clyburn? I'm okay, guy. How you doing? I, I've been. I know you're running from uh, studio to studio, so thank you for taking the time. When hey, let me, let me play this clip, uh, and which was the original reason I wanted you to to get on, and this was uh, when you were talking about voting uh, for the John Lewis uh, voting bills. Uh, play it real quick. White House advisor Anita Dunn was on this program a few weeks ago, and she said in the next few weeks, while Democrats have the majority, priority number one is just keeping the government funded. Um, Exactly what is your top priority? I mean, what can Democrats get done before Republicans take control? Well, I would agree with Anita Dunn. Uh, It's always the top priority, keeping the government funded and keeping it open. That seems a bare minimum. At a minimum, absolutely. But uh, we need to go further than that. We need to look at the John R. Lewis Voting Rights Act. I'm not going to get off of that. I do believe that we need to do something about the Electoral uh, uh, Account Reform Act. All right, now let me, let me stop there. And as you know, I mean, I did the hunger strike and that type of thing. Walk me through the process so, th- so the House can vote now. On, on what, a, a new bill, the old bill, or what? We don't need to. Uh, that's why I need to do the lame duck. The House has already passed that bill, and the bill is sitting in the Senate. By the way, we pass it two times, and three times if you count the fact that we also pass it to rename it. The first time we passed the bill, it was H.R. 4. Right. John Lewis passed away. I then went to the floor, asked the House to rename H.R. 4 the John R. Lewis Voting Rights and Advancement Act, and that passed. And we passed it a third time and sent it to the Senate. Now, the Senate is working on something that's called the Electoral College Reform Act. That needs to be done. So we won't have another president to come along and try to do what Trump tried to do and get his vice president uh, to reject the will of the voters. So the Electoral Reform Act, sitting in the Senate that they're working on, is to make sure that that process does not get um, usurped again. So I'm saying... Yes, pass the Reform Act, but let's also pass, as a part of that bill, just fold the John R. Lewis Voting Rights Investment Act into, into the Electoral College ah, gotcha. Reform Act. Got and it. Pass them as one big package. There, I now thank you. That all right? Just fold it into it. And now, there. now, the, now, as you know. The problem they had was a still you would still had Manchin and Cinema, so I I know you're on the other other side of the Capitol. Uh, I guess they could. You don't know how they would support or what they would well, support. Well, think about it this way. Okay, we are going to have an election on Tuesday down there in Georgia. 
I would say to Manson and Cinema and to Chuck Schumer, let's see what happens in Georgia. If the, the January 2021 did not tell you enough, when Georgia, Georgia <laughs> elected its first black person to the United States Senate and its first Jewish person to the United States Senate, a black and a Jew getting elected to the United States Senate from Georgia and sit them up here. Now, Georgia is going out now to make a choice between a black Democrat and a black Republican for the full term. If it happens as I think it will happen, certainly as I hope it will happen, and Warnock were to win, that would give us 51 senators. And then we can look at Manchin and Cinema and say, okay, Cinema, you're up for re-election in two years. Do you want to get re-elected as a Democrat? Then I think you'd better uh, supply your Democratic voters with a strong voting rights act and let's pass the John R. Lewis. Gotcha. So I, I talked to Schumer last night. We didn't get into a whole lot of details about this. But I want him to look at the results on Tuesday and be guided by that. And if we can get 51 senators, a lot of things will change. Number one, it will then tilt the committees toward the Democrats. That's why I want all of you all who got so many listeners, you know I love you. You got a lot of this. You're my black eagle, uh, my second black eagle. Your my second one, because I know about the first one out of South Carolina. <laughs> right. So... My whole thing is tell the people that we really don't control the Senate. We control the flow of the Senate because the vice president can vote on the floor. The vice president cannot vote in committees. And a tie vote in the committee means the issue does not prevail. Just remember, any time you put an issue on the floor, under the Roberts Rules of Orders or every other, a tie vote means it fails. So a lot of things failed in these committees because we don't have but 50 senators. So it's 50-50. If you get a 51st senator coming out of Georgia on Tuesday, that ought to be enough for you all to write checks and send them down there or go down there, make phone calls, call all your cousins, your aunts, your uncles, tell them to get out and vote on Tuesday. If you get a 51st senator, that tilts all Senate committees in the Democrats' favor. Got it. Now, an issue that came up overnight, and that, and I know you've been on the, the various shows, South Carolina, while I'm, I've got the president's uh, uh, statement, we must ensure that voters of color have a voice in choosing our nominee much earlier in the process. This, in essence, what's being proposed, and that is that South Carolina would, in essence, be the first primary. Now, I know Iowa's a caucus, and that's different. Uh, what does this, let, let's talk about what does this mean first to your state of South Carolina, and what does this mean for the president, next presidential campaign? Well, it means thus, that South Carolina, a relatively small state, but a very diversified state, a state within which 
right around uh, 26-27% of the voters are African American. A state where when you look at the electorate, if you're in the PD part of South Carolina, it's agriculture. If you're in the Piedmont part of South Carolina, it's manufacturing. If you're in the Midlands of South Carolina, it is basically the educational uh, institutions. And then you got Fort Jackson, the second largest training base, uh, Army training base in the country. You got uh, uh, Charleston Air Force Base, the biggest airlift uh, base in the country. You got defense, agriculture, education, manufacturing. It's what this country is all about. South Carolina is a small laboratory for the United States electorate. Joe Biden knows that. We've talked about that. He thinks that South Carolina is an ideal place for presidential candidates to campaign in. And it's all in the record. Everybody in the last 50 years that has won the South Carolina primary, well, not quite 50 years, but as long as we've had the primaries in South, South Carolina, the winner of the South Carolina primary has gone on to be the nominee of the party. And that's not just on the Democratic side. McCain was riding high until he got to South Carolina. George W. Bush won South Carolina and went on to become the Republican nominee and went on to become a two-term president of the United States of America. So it happens on both sides of the aisle. And let me say this. A lot of people would say, well, uh, Barack Obama won our. Yes, he did. And he got creamed in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, he sure did. I mean, they came to South Carolina, we resurrected him, and he went on to get the nomination after winning the South Carolina primary, and he won the presidency, becoming the first uh, since Bill Clinton to be a Democratic two-term president. So the proof is there. And so I would say to my friends in Iowa uh, and uh, up in New Hampshire, if you are interested in the party, if you are interested in getting the best nominee for the party, then you ought to be interested in us having the process that best serves the party, not what best serves your ego, but what best serves the party. And that's why Joe Biden is putting this forward. He says South Carolina should go first. And second on the same day should be Nevada and New Hampshire. And then go uh, to uh, Georgia and then Michigan. Michigan, yeah, get into Midwest. That's almost perfect. Listen to Joe Biden. Joe Biden's got this economy humming. Joe Biden has got this democracy back on track. Joe Biden, everybody keeps talking, well, he... His style, he needs to be more confrontational. No, he needs to get results. Yeah. He needs to get results, and we're getting results. All right. now, and the American people know that. Let That's me, what happened on November 8th. Yeah. Let me, While let, everybody was talking about style, <laughs> the American people were talking about uh, their uh, mortgages and their grocery bills. And now they're now talking about gasoline being at the lowest uh, in 50 years per gallon uh, in 50 years. Come on now. 
I, I, matter of fact, I, I, I saw yes this morning. They said by holiday season, Christmas season, gasoline might get below or be around three three dollars a gallon. Get below it, yeah. Yeah. Now let me yep. let me bring up two other things, and I really appreciate the time. One, um, how disappointed, and what happened because the yes was it yesterday we had almost four hours. Of, of of calls or the day before from rail I, I was amazed at the rail workers that listened to the show it was Wednesday and yeah. uh, the, ever, almost to the person we need that paid sick leave what, yes, hap- need what happened and then I see where CNN somebody said well you know Biden didn't push it uh, let me get your response well let me put it this way we pass it in the House, and we send it to the Senate. Once again, I'll say to all the rail workers, let's win in Georgia. We'll get a better Senate. It's 50-50. We do not control the Senate. Biden can push all he wants to. He cannot get without 60 votes in the Senate. You get every Democrat, four or five Republicans, and you got 55. You got to have 60. We don't have 60. Biden can push all he wants to. These guys, Mitch McConnell, will keep him from getting 60 because he'll need to pick up 10 Republicans to get 60. So let's stop this foolishness. This is just foolishness. You get every Democrat, and then you blame Biden because Biden can't beat McConnell across the head to make him. Uh, let 10 Republicans vote for it. That's what the problem is. And if we keep running from the problem, keep denying the problem, we'll never solve the problem. New leadership. Uh, I know you had a challenge. I, I kind of laughed when we were talking about it at, in here and at home. Uh, if anybody's used to challenges, it's James Clyburn. So I, I, I'm not even going to ask you about the challenge. But the reality is you're part of that leadership team. Uh, your your explain to that because I you know it's you got that new leadership with Hakeem, and then you're there. And I said this morning that was a smart move because you need a James Clyburn to understand the history and the institutional things because very few things are new. Um, glad you're part of that. Are you glad you're part of that leadership team? Well, you know, Congressional Black Caucus has got more than 50 members. And several members of the caucus says, we love Hakeem. We think this is a good team going forward. Please, you need to stay at the leadership table. Right. Now, here's what they said to me. And I, I want you to uh, tell your listeners, because I saw something the other day that was very disturbing to me. Uh, when I made the statement that one of my reasons for uh, staying at the leadership table is to make sure that the South uh, stays uh, at the forefront of our party. And somebody wrote to Monica Tillman, imagine if some Republican has said that. Well, let me tell you something. The majority of black people in this country live in the South. Don't forget that. We got 103 historical black colleges and universities now, let me say something right here. You see a number saying 120. 
and that kind of thing. Those are not historical black colleges and universities. They may even be minority servant institutions, but we only have 103 historical black colleges and universities. Over 90 of them are in the South, probably 95. And so uh, I went to the HBCU. I'm a member of the Divine Nine. I'm a 33rd degree Prince Hall Mason. And I'm the only member in the Democratic Caucus with that pedigree from the South, 33rd degree Prince Hall Mason, a member of the Divine Nine, a preacher's kid with a great relationship with the black uh, faith working group in this country. And I talked with um, uh, Hakeem Jeffries extensively, with Pete Aguilar, who is going to be the new chair of the caucus, Catherine Clark, who's going to be the whip, and to a person that says, we need to work this out so that you stay at the table. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I, I, I said it a little different on my show. I'm, I, I, and that I don't want to hear this hand, pass on pass the torch. I said I'm not. Uh, hey, 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 uh, Congressman, I'm not giving up my torch. Now I'll light your torch, and then that way, because if I pass my torch, then I'm in the dark. And that's what I was saying to 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 people uh, this this morning, and have said down through the the, the months. I'm into lighting torches. And that way we Absolutely. all move forward. I, you got your you got your torch. I got my torch. And right now, everybody's torch has to be lit, young and old. And that's absolutely. Yeah. You know, I was sitting in your studio uh, the first time you went through that scenario, and I told somebody that's one of the most brilliant things I'd ever heard you say. Uh, and I remember that very well. Uh, it was what a couple of years ago. Yeah, when I first but but heard you, you know, that. but you yeah. know why I said because you lit my torch. I mean, really, you lit my torch. You know, and and uh, we we well anyway. Um, yeah. All right, man. Uh, you know, man. I'm sorry, uh, Congressman. <laughs> no, you my buddy. You my buddy. And you've been that way for a long, long time. And best to. I came to this uh, this town almost 30 years ago, and if you remember, <laughs> I love to think about this. My very first uh, Black Caucus dinner. My guest was Joe Madison. Yeah, it was. I've never forgotten that. You I... and I go back. Yeah. To the NAACP, NAACP. Days. and right. one of the proudest moments of my life was um, uh, when they gave me the Spingard Award uh, yep. back in July. Yeah. And um, you and I go way, way back, buddy. But well, and and look where we both are now. But I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm so glad that you are on that leadership team, and thank you so much. And we're going to be talking. And uh, final, any final instructions or encouragement? For yeah, uh, for Georgia, just, just, for Georgia. Yeah. yeah, so just let me say to all your listeners, I know what I was hearing back in July, August, and September, all the way to the mid-October. We all thought that this country was going over heads. You may remember, I think I said on your show, I know I did on several shows, that what we needed in this country was a definitive election, and we needed to get there by people stepping outside of their comfort zones. What we got on November the 8th was a definitive election. 
because a lot of Republicans, a lot of independents who are very uncomfortable voting for Democrats, voted for Democrats. And as a result, we have stabilized this country. We have stabilized this democracy. We are now back on track, moving toward a more perfect union. Let's keep it going. Do what you can for next Tuesday in Georgia in any way that you can. Pray, and those of you who can, write checks. Those of you who can, make phone calls. Let's get a big turnout down in Georgia, and we will take another step toward a more perfect union. All right, Congressman James Clyburn, thanks for being in touch. Thank you, buddy. All right, thank Bye-bye. you. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.